And hello, everybody. Welcome back to Way of the Truth Warrior. My name is David Whitehead, and I'm really excited about today's show uh, that we're going to be talking about what to do in Canada. And there's so much going on in my country, and there's a lot of debate that's going on about what the solution is to this problem of Trudeau and the liberals. And uh, we've got a new leader of the Conservative Party, Pierre Polyev, which uh, a significant amount of Canadians are leaning towards in a desperate attempt to try to get Trudeau out of power. Um, and yet, of course, this whole time in the backdrop, we've also had the newer party of the People's Party of Canada, led, headed up by Maxime Bernier. And they have, in my opinion, a truly conservative platform in many ways. But there's many disagreements on this. There's many disagreements amongst conservatives or libertarians or freedom-minded people in Canada as to what the actual solution is. So just to give you a, a little background as to um, how this whole show came together, uh, there was a video that was posted by, he goes by The Plebe. Uh, he's kind of does a lot of satire. He did a lot of great videos during the convoy. Uh, he's, a, he's a conservative. And he did a video called A Message to the PPC and All Conservatives. And I'm going to play that uh, right after I introduce today's guest. I had invited The Plebe and a few other conservatives uh, to come on and participate in this discussion slash friendly debate. I have uh, the great Mark Friesen, Grizzly Patriot, waiting in the wings. Uh, I interviewed him during the main thrust of the pandemic in 2020, and I'm glad he's going to be back. And he has been uh, bringing the argument forward to Canadians that the Conservative Party is just another wing of the swamp and that we're opening up the door no matter what we do with them to bring in the globalist agenda, which all of us agree on is a big problem. So, you know, you get rid of one tyrant like Trudeau, they bring in somebody that uh, looks like he's the solution. Is he really, is this another uh, setup? Um, you know, is he competent? We don't know, but a lot of people I think in their desperation are thinking we got to get Trudeau out one way, shape or form. So let's go with Pierre. But, uh, you know, there's an argument to all of it. And so we want to bring it all out for you today. Unfortunately, conservatives didn't send us somebody to argue from their side. So I'm going to do my best to bring those arguments to Mark uh, and also field the comments. I'm going to be watching the comments. We're streaming live on Rumble, Rockfin, The Foxhole, Twitch, and DLive. So I'll do my best to keep an eye on those uh, comments as we go. But without further ado, let me go ahead and bring in Mark Friesen and... There he is, Mark. How you doing, man? Thank you so much for jumping on this show with me. I'm glad to have you back. Hey, my pleasure. Anytime, my friend. Good to see you. Yeah, same to you. you you've been just a warrior from the beginning, uh, in my opinion, a true patriot of this country. You've been battling uh, all this stuff, the propaganda with the media. You were at the forefront of the trucker convoy. Uh, you were at the forefront of the People's Party of Canada. You've uh, you know been working on the political level in Saskatchewan and by the way, I was raised in Saskatchewan, so I know it well. And, uh, you know, you just, I see your tweets and I love what you're doing. You put out so much crucial information. And what I like about you is that you're very knowledgeable also on the global geopolitical picture, which sadly, I've got to say, um, when I speak to friends of mine who I also love dearly, who, who are flying the conservative uh, banner in this war, they're very lacking in many ways on that. And the ones that do know about it, are in the mindset that the only way out of this liberal globalist nightmare is to vote in Pierre because he's the only guy that could literally take Trudeau out if we had an election. Whereas, unfortunately, 
Um, Maxime Bernier doesn't even yet have a seat in parliament. And there's many reasons to that we can get into, but um, mm -hmm. maybe just a couple opening remarks about how you see this debate in Canada. And then I'm going to play this video from the pleb, as he said, a message yeah. to the PPC and all conservatives, and we'll get into it. So, you know, for proper context, so people truly understand where I'm coming from, uh, I got to add a little historical context to it. Uh, you know, I've been at this this game of opposing globalism really since after 9-11. 9-11 uh, sort of woke me up to, to a lot of things. <clears throat> and most of the roads it took me on led straight to the UN Agenda 21, Agenda 2030. And so for a lot of those years, I was politically homeless because even then I understood that the Conservative Party of Canada is the party responsible for bringing that agenda to our nation. Um, it was Brian Mulroney in 1992 that committed us to that agenda first. And that was when it was first um, put out. And, and released. And even since then, um, you know, people don't have a grasp of what that means and what the consequences to it are. There's never been a politician, uh, elected a politician in Canada that's ever held a town hall event to explain the consequences of committing to that agenda. It's never happened federally, provincially, municipally. All politicians have basically been silent on an agenda that we've committed to that is has grave consequences to our country. So, so knowing that I was politically homeless for many years, that doesn't mean I didn't vote for the Conservative Party because I did. But when, when Maxine Bernie created the People's Party, I saw that as an opportunity, um, not because... Max was railing against the globalist agenda when he first created the party. He wasn't, but it was an opportunity for me to use that um, and, and, and push the party to become the party that, that stands in opposition to the globalist agenda, to Agenda 2030. And, and that's what we've become. So, so it, it's important that people understand, Mark, I've never voted, I've never supported, I've never been a member of the Conservative Party of Canada for those reasons. And I would never openly support them now because there is an option. There is an alternative to the establishment globalist. So, you know, that's, that's why, and to add some context to why I do what I do, the only reason I'm involved in politics is because of that agenda. Oh, looks like Mark just dropped off there. Let's bring him back in. It just fell off there, Mark. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I got you. Okay, go ahead. I, I got into politics in the first place was that agenda. It's, it's My whole focus is that it's that nefarious and it has that many consequences to Canada. So at the end of the day, um, regardless of who leads the of Canada, um, I can't and will not support them because the agenda, it was Harper that, that made it law in 2008. It was Harper that September 27th, 2015, a month before Justin Trudeau was elected. And how did Justin re refer to our country? 
four days after being elected. He ref national state and a country that has, has no core identity. He wasn't doing that. To, he, he was doing it, sending a message to his handlers at the World Economic Forum and the, that he's fully committed to the agenda that Stephen Harper had just signed us on. Never support the Conservative Party of Canada, uh, regardless of who's leading it. And end up just being puppets to whoever's running the party behind the scenes. And it is what it is. They are what they are. Pierre Polivare, once elected, and I'm, that he'll be elected as prime minister, maybe in a minority situation. But he's going to prove quickly uh, what, what, what he represents and what his party ultimately represents. Right. And I guess that's what everybody's kind of worried about. Um, and uh, sorry, guys, about the connection. It wasn't that bad, but it's blipping just a little bit there, Mark. We'll do our best with it, guys. Um, but the thing is, is that there is the desperate, uh, let's put it like this. There's the concept from the conservative angle where they're saying we've got to do something to stop the bleeding because we can't put up with any more. We can't even put up with another nanosecond of Trudeau and his, his regime. And although you, the point of there being, uh, you know, there's the swamp is deep and wide, right? It reaches all these different parties. And here we have an alternative. The problem is that the PPC is not, unless we somehow persuaded the entire country, the entire conservative base, which is already small in Canada, right? Because remember, Canada is made up largely of most people vote NDP, liberal, that kind of stuff. Um, to have that divided then people are concerned if we have the people's party, even though it's a better option, that we're going to funnel votes away, then Trudeau's just going to keep getting back in power. Like, that is the concern. No, and I, and I completely get the concern. However, to a, a party that has proven that, I mean, if, if people understand why they hate Trudeau so much, a seat just take take it back a second. Have a look and understand what it is you hate. It's not his voice. It's not his face as much as we can't stand either of those things. It's policies that are destroying our country. And where are those policies coming from to the UN agenda? If you look at every piece of legislation that just every order and council, every bureaucratic policy that his day one of his leadership to meeting the goals of sustainable development up to and including COVID that they're using COVID to achieve the goals of sustainable development that Stephen Harper signed us and committed us to again a month before Trudeau has done, has been in compliance with that agenda. That's why we we hate him, because this is what he represents. This is what he's doing to our country. You can pass the baton to the other establishment globalist party, the CPC. They like to use language a little differently than Trudeau. Trudeau's a little bit more, I'm going to do this. This is how we're doing it. Um, the conservatives go about it in the tax as an example. Pierre Polivare is running around the country, you know, pro 
and get rid of the carbon tax. Great. And everybody cheers loudly and everyone's happy and everything's lovely. But what he doesn't tell you is that they're still committed to the Paris Accord, achieving the goals of sustainable development. And by committed being committed to the Paris how is he possibly going to meet the targets set out by the Paris Accord uh, committed to? Well, this is how, how he's going to do it. He won't do a carbon tax. He'll do it by he finds all of the big emitters. And all of those big emitters then turn around and turn to the consumer, who is then right. paying essentially a hidden tax. Outcome, they just call it different, something different, right? They always Here, pause come for a sec, Mark. Let's just, fix, let's just fix one thing because you're breaking up and just some valuable words there. Maybe try just switching off the camera if you just hit the little camera icon and then, okay, just give me a test there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's just try just audio just for that because this is really really crucial what you're laying out here. So you're saying sure. he Pierre Polyev is saying um, on one hand, oh, we're going to get rid of the carbon tax, but what's to stop them? It, because they are a party that is committed to sustainable development and the Paris Climate Accord, which your your history of that is absolutely correct, undeniable. You have to think about this. What's to say the conservatives won't just do what they did? They've done many times before, which is saying we're going to lower this tax. But then they bring back a tax that's the same, just named something different. Is yeah, that really what you're bringing up? The, the, the outcome is the same. The outcome to carbon, call it, is exactly the same. Because all of the big emitters that they're finding this, this insane reduction of CO2, like CO2 somehow a pollutant in the environment, which it isn't, uh, we actually could use more CO2. CO2 doing more vegetation, bigger trees, bigger plants. Uh, and in turn, the planet actually cools because there's more vegetation and more greening of the firm. There's, it's, it's not up for debate. That is, that is confirmed. That's what happens with more. So why are we committed to an international uh, policy uh, and tie to our country? We contribute 1.6% percent of co2 emissions uh before we can consider all of the trees and the farms that absorb co2 uh essentially making us carbon negative in this country why are we why are we being penalized by paying a carbon tax or in in pricing and having these big emitters be fined for their carbon emission onto the people, the consumers. Anyway, it's just, a, it's the same outcome, but differently, and people don't understand. People don't understand that this is how the conservatives of the globalist establishment bird in this country, that's how they operate. It's based, they use different language. They come at things from a different angle that you, the voter, and, or even want to understand. Right, right. Um, Mark, it's such good points you're making. Unfortunately, you're still breaking up pretty bad. Um, so what I think we're going to have to do is I'm going to do my very best to sort of translate what you were saying there for people, because I know the arguments very well and you've done a great job. If you ever get to a spot with like a really good Wi-Fi in the next little bit and you want to jump back in, absolutely do that. 
If not, um, we may have to reschedule because I just don't want this to get broken up on you. Yeah, it's very strange because my dad is full bars. I'm sitting right beside so I, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, it's always there's always something. Um, I'm sorry about that. So let's just uh, I'll say goodbye to you for now. But if you do get to a spot or you want to try coming back in on a different device or something, we can test that. Um, who knows? Maybe someone's messing with us. I never you know, know what? That, but you know, just I can pop in at home and, and do it there. Okay. If you do that, just come back in with the same link, and I'll just keep it going until you're back in. Okay, brother. Okay. I'll see you. Okay. Shortly. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. So, and guys, I've seen people in the chat. They're like, this show is way too important for sound problems. So we're going to do our best to solve that. We'll get Mark back in. Um, I'm just going to give you my take on all of this real quick. And then I'm also going to play this video from the pleb uh, to give that side of it as well. Because I do see people in the chat that are thinking more in terms of Pierre. The problem is, is that us Canadians are divided over this. And I don't even know if a political solution is really the solution. I've seen people saying that, and I personally agree with you. However, that said, we're in a we're in DEFCON situation in Canada where if we don't do something at the federal level, if we don't get some people in there that are actually legitimate Canadian, freedom-loving, truth-loving people that want to see this country free, prosperous, united again, if we don't get some of those people in, in any of these parties, uh, then those shills working in Ottawa on all sides of the political spectrum are going to keep paying lip service to you and they're gonna keep secret handshaking behind the curtain and they're gonna keep bringing in these policies because there's just too much damn money behind these things. Look at what happened in the pandemic. I'm glad Mark brought that up, that is crucial. What did we just go through and which politicians locally or federally, were actually on the side of average hardworking Canadians. Which politicians, local or federal, were out there supporting uh, the truckers and that entire movement and weren't slandering it and weren't lying about it and weren't uh, closing their mouths so that they could save face, right? Now, the response to that, because I would say the People's Party of Canada, Maxime Bernier has been out there on the front on that entire issue from the beginning. He practically had himself strapped to the front of the truck saying mandate freedom. When I follow his Twitter account, he's out there talking about the bigger issues and constantly pulling it out and constantly calling these people out. Um, and now you've got Pierre who is, look at the landslide that he had getting the conservative leadership, which all indications are showing that Trudeau's ratings are down. I'm even hearing rumors from behind the scenes that the liberals themselves are gonna try to swap Trudeau out because it's just the optics are brutal. God knows who they're going to put in their place there because Freeland, her ratings are even worse. Um, so whatever they're going to do, I don't know. But now I think peop in, people in Canada just want to go with a sure thing. They don't have to think it through too much. I'm just speaking in general. And they just want to go, look, Pierre's the only guy that can actually win. So therefore, we have to go with Pierre because that's the only way to stop this bleeding. And I can hear that argument, right? But I go with... For me personally, you know, and I've been batting this back and forth because I'm thinking on one hand, okay, let's say Pierre is another, either he's a puppet that knows what he's doing and he's just playing a game, or let's say he's well-intentioned, he's a good guy, he's trying to get in, but he, maybe he's uneducated about certain things, or maybe 
it's not the time for him to come out full blown like Maxime because the goal is to win, right? And you are going to alienate a lot of voters if you go, unfortunately, if you come out with the raw truth, the way Maxime and the PPC do, unfortunately, you're going to alienate voters. That's just sadly the situation that most Canadians are in because they're still mind controlled by the major media here, which is a total captured operation. Um, so I'm sitting there looking at the system going as a man of principle, I want to vote for PPC because their principles and their policies align with what I like. If you go to their website, you can pull it up. You can just, and you should check out both check out the people's party of Canada.ca go people's party of Canada.ca look at their platform, go through it, look at what their platform is on pipelines, indigenous issues, internet trade, housing, firearms, equalization, COVID policy, healthcare, on and on, the economy, the veterans, Canadian identity, immigration, foreign policy, global warming in the environment. They've got all the points there. And if you read through it, if you're a Canadian that works for a living and you're an entrepreneur or you're a farmer or you have a family or you love this country and you want to have a free, open country, then, uh, well, open in some ways, maybe closed in others, depending on how you look at it then you, you're probably not going to find much with the People's Party's platform that's going to piss you off too much, right? It's actually going to be something I think you'll like. But if you go to the Conservatives, you know, they play, pay lip service to certain things, but so many aspects of it are really just liberal light. So then we get to Pierre and we go, okay, well, maybe Pierre's going to go in, take the helm, change up the order of the party and make the party what it should have been, which would be an actually a conservative party. Because for so long, the conservatives have not been actual conservatives, right? So there's that side. Um, but let me now give you the video that started this whole show so that you get it all. And this is what the challenge was from the plebe. This is what he, and I hate calling him the plebe. That's just the only name I know him by because <laughs> he does satire. But here it is so that you can hear this side of the argument. And then I see Mark is back in and we'll bring him back in here, guys. Here we go. All right, this is a message for the PPC. First off, I want to say thank you. Thank you for the last two years of fighting for our freedoms and taking on the mandates. I appreciate this. I really do. And I want you to know that. I have a question for you, PPC. Do you guys even want to get rid of Justin Trudeau? I'm not even sure. We have a really good position right now as conservatives to get this guy out with the majority. So what do you guys want? Do you want to keep burning your votes in protest and in principle? Or do you guys want to get rid of Justin Trudeau? We got to figure this out as conservatives. We got to unite as conservatives. We saw in the poll this week that the PPC support went from 5% to 1%. So what that is telling me is that a lot of the reasonable PPC want to back Pierre. Now, this is a message to the rest of them rest of you PPC people who don't want to back them, we need you. We need you. We need to unite, okay? We do not need more Justin Trudeau. Now, if you didn't want, want to vote for the Conservatives in the last two years, I get it. Aaron O'Toole was a giant loser. Duh. This guy sucked. I understand. This guy was a dud. We finally have a real Conservative leading the Conservative Party. He is based he wants low taxes. He's going to bring back the pipelines. You know, he wants to end all internet censorship. He said that none of his cabinet is allowed going to the World Economic Forum. Like, what more do you guys want? He denounced the WEF. 
Now, my question is, are you guys just never going to be happy? Is voting against this guy going to be your thing forever? Or are we going to come together as conservatives and we're actually going to vote out Justin Trudeau? Because my family split up over these vaccine nonsense. The country is split in two. Our economy is heading to the shitter. Alberta is not producing oil. Canada is the weakest it's ever been. Now, do you guys want to just keep doubling down on the PPC? Or are we going to just all come together, figure this out? One united conservative movement, populist conservative movement, and vote out Justin Trudeau. The PPC has some good policies, I get that, but you are not built to win, and you do not have a winner leading you, okay? Now we have a winner. The conservatives have a winner. We have possibly the best winner the conservatives have ever had. I need you to back him. One term. I just want one term, okay? If he does not lead up to his promises, we get him out. I don't care if he is a conservative and he is screwing up, I will call him out on it. We need to give him one chance. That's all I'm asking you. We cannot afford another Justin Trudeau term. I am begging you. So as conservatives, we got a guy who is based. We got a guy who can win. Are we going to get together? Are we going to come together to get out Trudeau? Or are we going to just infight? The question is to you, PPC. We have one common enemy, and his name is Justin Trudeau. Your enemy is not Pierre Poliev. All right. Well, there is the argument. That's pretty much the argument from uh, all of the conservatives that I've been speaking to. And there's Mark. Thank God we've got you back, sir. Thank you. Welcome back. What do you think? Oh, except for some reason you're muted, I think. Let me see. Why can't I hear you? I can see you. And you can hear me. And you're not muted on my end. Maybe go just quick, Mark. It could be it's hooking up to another mic or something. If you go in the settings wheel there, pull up the audio tab and just double check that your audio input is the mic that you want. Could just be playing around. How's that? What do you guys think in the chat there? The pleb gave the argument for Pierre Polyev. We got, we uh, some, oh, no, now I got you, Mark. Now I got you. Okay, go ahead and respond to that video. Yeah, well, um, so it is echoing what a lot of conservatives, at least on Twitter, are saying. And I, I understand it. I, I, I get it. But I get it because guys like the pleb or plebe or whatever he calls himself don't have a full understanding of what's really happening. They hear what Pierre Polivare is saying, and they're taking it as if it's the Bible. But I've had plenty of experience understanding the other wing of this bird, this established globalist bird, and I know what he's saying. And, and his role is to do exactly what he's done to this point, and that is to suck as much support around him based a lot on what the PPC has been saying for four years. If you listen to what Pierre likes to say, and when he was touring a country, a lot of it is in line with what the PPC, the tracks that the PPC have laid down. But here's the rub. 
again, I seen Pierre Polivare in person. I asked him the question in person. It's, it's, it's a video that I think everybody's seen where I asked him and I said to him, you've denounced the World Economic Forum, but you haven't denounced the Sustainable Development Agenda, the SDGs. And his response was, I've never read it. I don't know what it is, which no is a way. complete lie because he's actually voted on it numerous times. He has to lie because he knows the party that he's now leading is responsible for that agenda being implemented in our country and destroying industry and destroying our way of life and destroying our freedoms, destroying everything, because that's what that agenda represents, the destruction of Western civilization and, and everything that we stand for, especially in this country. So he denies knowing and he feigns ignorance because he understands that he's his party is responsible for it. So it's like, it's the same answer everybody gets in that's a politician and, and knows this agenda. They give the same answer because they're giving the same answer that most Canadians would give. That most Canadians have no idea what the sustainable development agenda is and what it represents. So he's only, he's projecting, right? He's, he's making himself equal to the majority of Canadians that have no idea what it is, and he's dismissing it. That's the easiest answer for any conservative party politician uh, to say. It's the easiest answer, which is why they all say the same thing. They can't acknowledge it. They can't admit it, and, and they'll just continue to deny it because they're responsible for it. They, they created law. It's called the Sustainability Act in 2008 which compels our country to report the progress in achieving the goals of sustainable development to an unelected, unaccountable foreign entity. Like, what are we doing? That's not conserving anything. That's, that's part of the globalist establishment. So, so I, I have no faith, and, and the plebe can beg all he wants. I'll never, ever dismiss, ignore my values my principles, or my love of my country to simply unite in ignorance of a party that is proven to be just as globalist as the liberals. I'll never do it. So you're barking up the wrong tree. Now, at the end of the day, do I think that Pierre Polivare is probably going to be the prime minister next? I, th I think so. I think Justin Trudeau and the liberals are unelectable. I think that's probably how it's going to move. But in a very short time thereafter, if not even before that happens, we're going to be able to show and prove to everyone what the Conservative Party is, what they represent. And, and, and so it just means more pain. It just means, you know, more pain relative to this agenda, less freedom, less prosperity, less industry. Um when we're a nation that is chock full of resources that the world wants and needs, we should be absolutely booming in this nation. We, should, we shouldn't have veterans on the street. We shouldn't have homelessness. Absolutely. We shouldn't have an opioid crisis. We shouldn't have a, you know, a suicide problem with our youth. But we do. We do because of that agenda. 
because of what that agenda represents and how it destroys our prosperity, destroys our economy, destroys our way of life. And so we have to take a principled stand. We have to actually understand what's creating all of this insanity and reject it 100%. But it's going to it's going to take more pain it's going to take people being more directly affected um, and then at some point there will be a tipping point where the people are ready to reject the establishment globalist in this country we're not we're not there yet because people haven't felt enough pain and and that's just the reality and as frustrating as it is for a guy like me who's been at this game for 20 years uh, it is what it is i just have to continue to chew bricks watch what happens, watch the country burn around me. And until it affects enough people, that critical mass can then say, okay, we've had enough of these globalists, the CPC, the Libs, the Bloc, the NDP, the Greens, all of them, the Uni Party are all in that together. And until we recognize that, until we understand it, nothing's going to get any better. So many points there. Like I feel like that already made it a very strong case like just fact you your own personal experience with what happened with pierre uh the fact that he denounced something that he signed and which would either prove that he's ignorant of what he's signing or he is lying like which already out of the gate about something so important right. and to be flippant about what these sustainable development goals are what the real agenda is to not know about it this is something that i've been trying to get people to understand for many years as well. And um, it's very frustrating, which is why I just avoided politics altogether. So, um, so now, but now we've got the people's party. Is that why you, let me maybe ask you this. There's people that say there is no political solution. Maybe we shouldn't vote at all. Uh, what do you say to the sort of black pilled types that think it's yeah, all just and, and, uh, You know, I, I've addressed the black pills before. And at the end of the day, that's exactly what the globalist establishment wants you to do. They want you to stay home. They want you to be inactive politically. They don't want you to engage. And listen, the reason we're in this mess is because Canadians have disengaged from politics. They've they've abdicated their responsibility in their communities to hold our politicians municipally, provincially, federally accountable for what they've signed us on to. Nobody is, you know, I'll give you an example of, of how this is happening in Saskatchewan. So Premier Scott Moe, goes to Kelvington, Saskatchewan the other day, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago. And, you know, he's going on this provincial tour, patting himself on the back, telling everybody how wonderful a job they've done. And somebody in the audience actually asked Premier Scott Moe, what's your position on the sustainable development agenda? And he gave the same answer that they all give. I don't know anything about it. I have no idea what you're talking about. And they actually very much dislike that response because they know, of course, he knows what it is. Is his policies throughout, you know, the governance is is chock full of sustainability, this sustainability, that. So they knew that he was lying to them and they held him accountable for it. And this is what we need to do. We need to check back into politics. We need to hold our politicians responsible and accountable for what they haven't done, for what they've ignored and and omitted. Uh, and 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 lied through that omittance. Um, because at the end of the day, until people understand what the root cause of all of our problems is, and that is the sustainable development, the 17 goals of it, if you transpose the, the, the UN 17 goals of sustainable development over the Communist Manifesto, it's the same thing except on steroids. 
And it's this hyper-centralization of control, governance, and, and resources, hoarding everything into this unelected, unaccountable entity that's creating cookie-cutter policy for the planet, for every nation. And that's, central control. It, that's 100% what it is. And it's yeah. destroying the sovereignty of the nation state. It's destroying the idea of the nation state. And, and, and I mean, people need to really start to believe and understand that this is exactly what they've set out to do. And it's been in the works since the late 60s. So um, it is what it is. And, and I, I'm sorry to say, conservatives, but your party is just as globalist as the liberals are, 100%. And until you have that realization, until you get it, um, we're just going to keep going on this on this uh, wheel that they have us on. And, uh, I agree. you know, nothing's going to get much better. Um, will you not have to listen to Justin Trudeau? Yes. But if that's, if that's what you're basing your support and your vote on, um, that's very surface level. You need more information uh, than just getting Trudeau out. Yes, we all hate him. But why do we hate him? We have to understand what it is that we don't like about him. And it's the fact that he's destroying our country based on this agenda that they're committed to, all of them. So it is what it is. And and what I've and it's so true. And what I've tried to educate people on is as much as I get up here and and throw sand at Trudeau and stuff like that, um, we know that he's not really making the big decisions here. There's, there's a whole bunch of these people behind him. These guys are just puppets for the circus. If you're seeing their face and you know their oh, yeah. name, they're just little, they are the plebes. They're the little Wendy's managers that are out there pretending that they're standing for the whole thing. And um, when you really dig in and you look at the history of what, and, and just, okay, if people don't want to go, if their memory is short on Canadian politics, just look at the pandemic, okay? What happened to the conservatives during that entire circus, which was so unscientific, it caused mass death and destruction across this country that could have been prevented because the science was already known by even people working within Health Canada, doctors and nurses that already were putting their hands up. We had Dr. Byron Bridle. We had uh, the nurses against the, we have had so many experts coming out. Why didn't they get any airtime with any of these conservatives? Why did right. Doug Ford and Scott Moe and all of these jackos go, right. they became, like Doug Ford was one of the worst, right? Mm -hmm. And then when they did, you know, Mark, remember that stupid video where they did the uniparty speech with everybody six feet apart in a triangle with Trudeau standing there and then Ford and all the other clowns. And they're all like, we're all Make in this sure together. you wear your mask. Let's get through this together. I was like, oh, it's done in Canada. There's no, no. And of course, Maxime was not standing in there, you know, when right. you think of politicians. So, well, and that's, what's so frustrating is we have, we have a party, we have a leader of a party in this country that stands against all of that nonsense. But but here's the problem, is we live in a society right now, and it's been building for a long time. We're all, to a certain degree, guilty of it. It's this throwaway society. It's this immediate satisfaction, right? Where nobody's willing to do the hard work. If I ask any of these conservatives still supporting the Conservative Party of Canada, it's because they're not willing to go out in their communities, knock on doors, hold town hall meetings, and educate people on what's actually causing the problems. They leave it up to people like me and a few others that, that do it. And obviously, we can't reach everybody all the time everywhere. So 
It's about laziness. It's about, you know what? I'm not willing to do the hard work that's necessary to change the narrative in this country, to educate the voter in this country. I'm just going to sit back default to the next the next establishment globalist party, which Pierre Polivare represents. And the politicians, the globalists, the establishment know this. And this is what they capitalize. Everything that we see, this idea that the media is attacking Pierre Polivare, is all theater. It's all the, it's all managed. It's all orchestrated. It's all coordinated. It's all the same. They're all in this together. Trust me, they are. And and until people really understand and acknowledge and recognize this, it's not going to change. And and I mean, I don't know. We've had 150 years of this bouncing back between red and blue. And are we any further ahead? No, we're way behind now. We're, and and, but almost, and let's drill in on that because that's a really good point you brought up. And I wanted your opinion on that with the fact that the media is coming out attacking Pierre, um, that it would be orchestrated, right? Because, you know, there's some, sometimes you look at it and you go, well, if the media is attacking him, he must be, you know, one of the bad guys then, or he must be pissing them off. But this could be all theater, right? This is how these guys roll. Um, so when we're having this conversation about how the media is informing the population. And we see people now moving away from the media. They're going to alternative media. They've seen what's happened. Um, yet they're still kind of believing enough of the media in order to justify their position. Uh, how do we break through that? Like how success, because wow. my issue is PPC it's new. I mean, it's not an issue, but it's just that it's new and it's only, so people have to remember that it's going to take time to get this to break through. But do you think, that there was any actual suppression physical suppression on the PPC that was done to flush it out completely so that they wouldn't even get a single <coughs> seat? Uh, yeah. Do you think that's just due to Canadian ignorance? Do you think there's any level of actual rigging going on in Canadian elections? Or is it just they know how to play the Ontario market and that's all they really need? How do you see the shenanigans behind the scenes with this? Well, so, uh, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of it is theater. Um, you know, when you look at the media... There's the mainstream left-wing media um, that have their narrative. Then you have these independents like Rebel Media, like True North, who are essentially pom-pom boys and girls for the conservative party. They don't ask them the tough questions. And I've given you know these guys shit on, on Twitter. Like Andrew Lawton actually responded one time and he was a little bit pissy that I asked the question, but at, at the end of the day, when they're not asking Pierre Polivare what his position is on the sustainable development agenda, then they're not doing their job. They know why they're not doing their job, because if they asked, Pierre would be forced to actually answer. And if they were good at what they did and they had integrity, then they would go further with it and they would, they would pin them down on it. They won't do that because they're there to serve a purpose for the Conservative Party, which is just another establishment globalist party, and it's all cover. It's just like it's just like Klaus Schwab creating, and and if you if you put it into historical context, you can understand. So, the people that created this agenda, for example, the Club of Rome, Dennis Meadows wrote a book called Limits to Growth, which is largely, you know, this agenda is based on. Uh, Those pause the right same. there. Can I just say something, Mark? Thank you yep. for being somebody, first of all, that knows about the Club of Rome, because I literally, there's nobody else out there talking about it. It's you right. and me. That's it. 
Um, and that because everybody's focused on the WEF and the UN and we know it goes farther and and older, but, uh, yeah, I just, I'm so glad you're bringing this up guys. This is how I know Mark knows this stuff. When you start talking about clubs of Rome, you're in, but this is an incredibly important context that people need to understand that it was those same people that first conceptualized the sustainable development agenda that will transform everyone's life on the planet under this hyper-centralized control mechanism. It's the same people that created the World Economic Forum. The World Economic Forum was created to support and promote this agenda from a different angle, from a multinational corporation angle, from a fascist angle. This is their role. This is what they do. And then in the spring, which is very interesting, the timing of it all, June of 2019, six months before COVID, there's an announcement that the World Economic Forum and the UN have partnered officially to support the sustainable development goals and to ensure that that these goals are reached by 2030. Six months before COVID. And then all of a sudden, Klaus Schwab's writing a book after COVID hits. Two months later, he's sending it to all the politicians throughout the Western world called the COVID-19 and the Great Reset. And he, he... it's a script for how they're going to handle this pandemic. And, uh, you know, then Trudeau says COVID is, is, is a hundred percent being used to achieve the goals of sustainable development. And then his deputy prime minister Freeland echoes the same thing. Um, It's an opportunity. They said, yeah, that's all this is. This, everything has been used. If you have the historical context then it's very easy to understand how deep this goes and how our establishment politicians are all part of it, regardless of you know conservative, liberal, green, NDP, the block. They're all the same because they've all committed to this. Provincially, they're all the same. Look at all the conservative premiers that that took part in the tyranny. They were the they were the henchmen for for the federal government. They did all of the things that they were told to do without and standing not up to jump in again, but they did this across the Western world. Look yes. at Boris Johnson. Look yes. at some of these other conservatives in quotes 100%. that 100%. Were, wasn't a conservative thing about them. And yet they went oh. in and they were some of the worst dictators in the last two and a half years. And yet because now we're seeing a movement back to the conservatives. You're like, I mean, because COVID yeah. was a conditioning social engineering mechanism. That's right. It, it, it was a virus that they manufactured, and then there was a vaccine they manufactured that all runs in line again. And this can get very deep and long, but uh, it, all in line with the depopulation agenda. But it was more than that. It's it was a conditioning. It was a social engineering mechanism to prepare the masses for what's yet to come climate lockdowns, emergency crisis, you know, all these things. They're setting the table for more of this type of stuff where they're going to dictate when you can drive, how far you can drive, what day you can drive on because of your carbon emissions. It's all leading into this whole social credit system. And the model is the communist Chinese who have implemented it in their country. So people need to really understand and grasp what's at play here and how serious these globalists are in achieving this agenda, this 
these goals of of the of the sustainable development agenda. Uh, it's real. It, it's 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 a fact. It's in every level of government, and the Conservative Party of Canada is not your friend. They're just as committed to this. They're just as complicit in this as the rest of them. So you know that, and that's why at the end of the day, I will never support the Conservative Party of Canada because I know exactly who and what they are and what they represent. I won't do it ever. I won't dismiss, ignore, or or minimize my values, my principles, and the love of my country. Never. You, you can say whatever you want. The plebe can say it a thousand times. I'll ignore them a thousand times because I understand exactly where the CPC is, who they are, what they represent. They're exactly the same. So I'm finished. So there's an option. I actually support and promote the 100% alternative to all of this nonsense. I don't understand how anybody couldn't. And this is this goes further than just left-right, where we're only depending on conservative voters to support the PPC hogwash. People need to understand this is, has nothing to do with left-right anymore. This is to do with the values that the majority Canadians share, the values of freedom, liberty, justice, equality under the law, prosperity, and truth. Ask any Canadian if they cherish those values, they're going to say yes, regardless of who they voted for. But what they don't know and what they don't understand is what this agenda represents to those values, to our way of life. And as, when they do, there's going to be a grassroots groundswell in support of the only party that stands in the face of all of it and opposes this agenda fully, completely, 100% Canada first. I don't know. Wow, so many good points. And what would you say then to people that are concerned about Maxime? Like there's the old conspiracy theories about him being originally part of the World Economic Forum, and then they put him in to split the vote so that Trudeau could stay in power. You remember all that stuff? What do you say to the doubters of, of the people that have no faith in Maxime? So uh, I went through my own process. I didn't know Max um, like others knew him from before uh, when he created the People's Party. I was actually in the don't split the vote camp for two weeks. It took me two weeks to actually have some debates with some friends of mine, think about what they were saying, think about the opportunity I had and what I've been waiting for. And, and the, it became a no brainer. So that's in fact what I did. Now, Maxime Bernier has a set of values that he's carried with him throughout his political career. And he was trying to influence the conservative party from within. In fact, he even ran for leadership and he won every round except the last one when they farmed in all those, um, you know, dairy, votes and liberal votes uh, that that uh, somehow disappeared at the end of the election um and they lost track of those seven thousand votes anyway um so was max was max part of the conservative establishment the globalist conservatives yes he was um and did he do what harper told him to do yes he did and but he thought for himself that the only way he's going to be able to affect change from within is to stay within. And he did that for a number of years until it became clear, obviously through that bogus election, uh, the leadership, um, that the party is too corrupt and it's too uh, intellectually and morally corrupt. So he, 
he is who he says he is. Now, was he very aware of globalist agenda? No, he wasn't. He, he didn't have a firm grasp of that agenda. And I, I spoke with him for many occasions that first year of the party. Um, and we actually toured through Saskatchewan and he was, he was in my passenger seat of my truck for two days. I had my hostage and I, I hammered him with this information. And then the, then it was like the light bulb went on and he got back into the truck one, on one occasion after being on the phone. And he says, you know, Mark, everything leads back to the UN. I said, I know I've been telling you this for the last year. And, and it was like this aha moment and which still frustrated me because I'm thinking, here's a guy who was foreign affairs minister, not for a very long time, but long enough. And he was in, in Harper's cabinet. How is it possible that he doesn't understand and have a firm grasp of, of this situation? Here I am, uh, you know, a retired prison guard and, and an arborist. And I'm, I'm telling him <laughs> what this agenda is and what it represents. So I phoned my friend, Salim Mansour, who's who was in this conservative party for many years till they kicked him out for being Islamophobic, even though he's Islamic. Uh, anyways, I asked, I, and he's a political um, professor of political science and history. So I asked him, Salim, I said, well, how is it possible that, that, that Maxime Bernier doesn't fully understand this agenda and, and, and what it, the consequences to this are? He says, Mark, all of those politicians, especially the ones in cabinet, are do what they're told, especially under Stephen Harper. It was literally within that party, it was a dictatorship. Harper told all of them what they were going to say, what they're going to, you know, do. They, they, they weren't allowed to think for themselves. They weren't allowed to, you know, go off and do their own research and 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 stand up on their own two feet. Absolutely. And this is the way the rest of the establishment works within the Liberal Party, the Conservative Party. They're all, <coughs> all these MPs are told what to do, what to say, how to think, and that's it. And, and so I get it. And that makes sense to me. But once he went off and created his own party, it's like, you know what, he had his own wings and he's separated himself and he's accepted you know, the information that I've given him and Salim has given him and, and others in terms of, of this globalist agenda. He gets it. He understands it. We have policy that actually opposes it openly. We're the only party in Canada that does that. The Conservative Party, I mean, if you go to their website, it's it promotes the sustainable development agenda. It promotes the SDGs. So, I mean, you know, I mean, Which you again, know what we should do sometime, Mark, is we should pull up the site will plan it and take people line by line through the UN site, the conservative, like, and actually show it. I, I've done yeah. shows like this with other things where mm -hmm. people can see it. And don't forget about Harper. Harper was Bilderberg, -y, Bilderberg yeah. attendee. Um, you know, he was poster boy. He was the first Canadian politician to coin the phrase global governance in a positive light. And yeah. I think he just chose governance because it sounded less threatening than Well, government. actually he was, he was also the first to coin the phrase enlightened sovereignty where he was convincing Canadians to accept less sovereignty through this global wow. governance mechanism. So, right. Yeah. Well, but it makes sense that, you know, and with Maxime, what you're saying where he sort of the light bulb went off. What I noticed is that he started like, he almost looks like Infowars sometimes when he's on there. Now he's talking about the globalist <laughs> agenda all the time. He's talking yeah. about, I'm looking at his Twitter right now. And I look at his Twitter and I'm like, 
this is an actual politician in Canada. Are you kidding right. me? I thought I would never see the day. Right. And he's, he's talking about all the stuff now. So that means that he's not, in my opinion, that is one indication that he didn't just play possum with you or something yeah. that he's actually integrating this into his rhetoric now. And then the fact that maybe we can do a side-by-side -side comparison between Pierre and Maxime and the mm -hmm. people. And then forget about the leaders. There's also, remember, the party behind the leader, right? Like 100%. the PPC. I know PPC in my area. They're the best people I know. I know a lot of great conservatives too. I know a lot of great leader, liberals. Um, but what I like about the PPC people that I know is they are educated on the globalist agenda. Right. All my other friends that are either just liberal or just conservative or just NDP, they're extremely ignorant to that. Um, there's no, there's no, them. I'm not trying to insult anybody, but it's just a fact. Right. And there's, so, there's no, there's no backroom boys. There's no, there's no uh, puppet masters in the PPC. It, it is exactly what you see is what you get. What you hear is what you get. What we say is what you get. It's average. It, humans, un, un, unlike the rest of the establishment who have a whole bunch of people that are puppeting the faces of these parties like Pierre Polivare, Justin Trudeau, and all these other idiots. They're puppeted. They're they're not they're not leading anything, and I mean the one thing in this country that we definitely have is a deficit in leadership. Nobody's willing to lead from the front, which mm. means exactly what Maxime Bernier is doing. Yes, it might not be popular to say some of the things that he says, but what he says is right. What he says is based on integrity. That has to start to mean something in Canadian politics if we're ever going to get out of this mess we're in. This idea that we have to follow people that are politically correct and say the right things and 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 fall in line with the narrative that the media has established, that's not leadership. That's following. That's that's being safe. And that's destructive. And and people need to just bust out of this, this mind lock that they're in. And, and, you know, like I get, I get crap all the time because of my mouth. Right. And I'm not politically correct and I won't get elected because of it. Well, guess what? Someday I will. It may take, you know, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times. Who knows how long until people understand what I've been saying for so long is true and, and right. Um, in order to, for that to equate to votes. But I'm not going to compromise that. I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm going to lead from the front, and and when it does circle around and people get it, they're going to go, "Holy, he was right for all those years," and there'll be a light bulb moment for them too. And uh, but I'm not going to compromise my values and my principles just so I can get elected. And neither is Maxine Bernier. And that's exactly what everybody seems to be screaming for. It isn't it frustrating. I was just talking to my wife about this. I'm like, so frustrating because she was going back and forth with it too. And I said, you know, most people we're going to sit down and talk to. And we did, we had some friends over and we were talking and they were like, I'll, I'll never, I don't like Pierre, but we have to get rid of Trudeau. And I don't like Max because he's too out there. And I'm like, well, if you really drill down and listen to what he's saying, but what I think has happened to Canadians is, as you were saying, that there's a puppet factor within these parties where these guys are puppet leaders following orders. They answer the red phone when it rings. They never question it. And they come across as sincere, but they're really full of shit. They don't really care about what they're advocating for. 
So then you get a guy and Canada knows that they're like, I'm sick of all these fake politicians yes. lying to us and telling us stuff. And you're like, wait a minute, but you're not voting for the one that is not doing that to you because he said something right? that offended you. And, and you go, you know, so how do you want it? Do you really want someone that's honest? That's a real human being that just, you know, speaks off the cuff. And, and I think that's coming back more in vogue. I mean, that's what people really, really want, but politically there's this polite culture in Canada where it's like, well, you might have a point, but we got to make sure we don't offend people and alienate people. And you're just like, shut up. We just need to fix the problem and start being right. honest. Don't you want someone that's honest? Aren't you right. sick of these? And I think it's part of the media culture too. They've been tuning into CBC News, CTV News, 100%. Global News, polished puppets reading scripts and teleprompters. Then they tune into politics and it's puppets reading teleprompters and scripts. And then they start to think that's reality. And then someone comes out of the darkness and goes, hey, this is shit. Let's fix right. it. And they're like, too mean. I don't like him. Let's go back right. to the politicians and the establishment. It's right. just frustrating. How do we get around this? Yeah, it's incredibly frustrating. Well, again, you know, it, it's this, everything that we've gone through the last number of years, everything we're going through now, everything we're going to go through is all necessary. It's all part of the process. Mm -hmm. It's all part of reaching that point where we have enough people to affect change that are that have had enough and we're not there yet it's listen I, the, the how i know we're not there yet is is exactly what pierre polivare won't say right he's representative of listen he he only creates sp speaking points narratives that are going to attract the base they're, they're going to inspire the base he only knows that through his focus groups through internal polling so they 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 massage their their message in order to gain the most support which is why they never said anything for two years until the trucker convoy and then they realized whoa there's a whole lot of support for this we better change our narrative and start actually defending people's rights that's why they started when they did. So and it was late in everything the game is too, everything that. is orchestrated and manufactured to to meet the populace instead of educating the populace, instead of leading from the front and risking saying some things that are off to the ear of the masses, instead of doing the right thing, they they just do what's easy, they do what's politically expedient. To get power and and so we it's our responsibility as people in this country to educate ourselves to inform i mean i'm watching pierre polivare and his town halls that he was doing and the language he was using and it was like it was it was it was like these places were filled with show seals that were simply clapping because pierre was feeding them fish seriously and and that's all he was doing he knew exactly what bells to ring to get people off their feet to, to clap and, 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 and support what he was saying. And that was carbon tax and World Economic Forum rhetoric. And it is rhetoric because, again, Klaus Schwab creates the Great Reset, which is a sidebar that's only in support of the greater agenda, sustainable development agenda. That's in support of. And so everybody's talking about the Great Reset 
conservatives across this country, like Jason Kenney and others, can denounce the, the Great Reset and Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, like Pierre Polivar has done. But will he denounce the root of everything, the sustainable development agenda? No, he won't. He'll feign ignorance because the majority of the population is ignorant of it. So he's not leading from the front like Maxime Bernier is with at great risk to his political career. But people say that's what they want, but really? Or do they just like being pacified by their establishment politicians? Yeah, true. And, you know, man, Jason Kenney, that's another podcast. He was another yeah. one of the biggest totalitarians in the yeah. pandemic. And then, you know, right. anyways, but um, what I was thinking was that you've got all these fake conservatives and these fake liberals, but then there's the real Canadians. When I yeah. sit down with someone that identifies as being a liberal in Canada, an intelligent one and an intelligent conservative, we all pretty much end up having the same conversation, mostly. And that means that most average Canadians, when you sit yes. them down one-on-one, -on -one, yes. they want what you were talking about, yes. which was they want their freedom. They want uh, you know equal rights, all those great things. They're sick of paying these gas prices. They're sick of seeing their taxes go up. They're right. sick and tired of being lied to by the media. There's all these problems, right? But um, I guess the issue on a political level is people want a winner. That's mostly what they want. And remember, conservatives and libertarians and whatever fringe people, fringe minority people, uh, as Trudeau likes to call us, we've been losing a lot of battles in Canada for a long time. Um, people felt like after what happened with the trucker convoy, where they sent in the green shirt Gestapo, um, they feel like that was a, that, that ended up being a failure. I never saw it as that. I saw it as a massive success overall and a great way to, you know, but people felt like that. So they went, that was a loss. And someone told me the other day, aren't you sick of losing? Aren't you sick of losing? And I'm like, well, what is it a win to have a fake win that's only yeah. going to last maybe a couple of days before he starts signing yeah. shit? And even if Pierre, this was my thing, and I'm, I'm, was that even if Pierre, actually, there's two ways of thinking about it. One way is, let's say Pierre is not a faker and he's everything he says he is and he's just trying his best. He is, in my opinion, I don't think he's got the spine to withstand the pressure from his own part party, let alone the gazillion ways that these globalists have to come in and either blackmail you or pay you off. It's probably already happened. And I don't see those signs. And then, the, but on the flip side, one, somebody brought this up. They said, well, what if, if we know Pierre can win and get rid of Trudeau and we know Pierre will have to appease his base with all these promises that he's making, even if they're fake, just to get elected, it buys us time to fix some of these things on the ground level or whatever the argument was. I'm just posing it so that you can respond to that. But the idea was stop the bleeding, <laughs> get Trudeau out, get the win. Um, maybe some people vote for PPC to get some seats at the table to hold the conservatives in check. And then if Pierre starts drifting his policies towards the globalist agenda and goes back on his word, then at least we bought more time than we would have if Trudeau remains in power without interruption. You know what I'm saying? What do you think about that? Yeah, and, and I've heard that argument numerous times. Uh, you're going to find out, and these folks are going to find out pretty quickly, um, that it'll be business as usual. Now, again, I, the conservatives always use different language and, and a different approach to massage these issues so they can continue to meet their commitment to this agenda. Um, 
but it so it'll be up to people like myself and others that identify all these things that they're doing and it'll be through legislation it'll be through oics and and political bureaucracy um but so it's up to us to identify all of that and and i mean i think at the end of the day as i said earlier and i did a two-minute drill on this that i think ultimately pierre paul Levere and the conservative party are going to win the next election I don't think it'll be a majority. It'll probably be a minority. And that's going to put them in a very precarious position if they want to continue with a minority, with the liberals and the NDP breathing down their neck at all times. Um, it's going to be very, very difficult. If if Pierre was even remotely genuine in, in anything that he's proclaimed in this in this process of leadership for the Conservative Party, um, he's going to have a very, very hard time living up to anything, especially because his party is is 100% committed to the, the agenda. So you'll see very quickly, I think, in the in this um, that they'll, you know, put the light on themselves and they'll expose themselves as to who they are. The difference being, though, and this is this is the sweet spot for for the PPC. This is going to be our opportunity to turn this whole thing around in this country is we can we've never had the opportunity as the ppc to say see we told you they are who we said they are we're telling we haven't had that opportunity yet since we've been around for four years it's always been the liberals in power when the cons are in power there's actually going to be an opposition entity holding them in check for everything they do. And we're going to point it out on a, on an ongoing regular basis. And that is going to really move the needle. And the following election after that is going to be the opportunity for the PPC. Now, how much pain are we going to go through before that happens? How much destruction of our, of our sovereignty is going to happen in that time? Well, it is what it is. It's all necessary. It's all part of the political process, but there will be a reckoning. There will be a tipping point where we've continually hammering the conservatives and showing everybody what they are, uh, and it'll all be confirmed. And people will finally, I think, have the ability to say, yep, they're doing exactly the same thing, and we need a change in this country. And who represents that change? It'll be the PPC. So uh, I can't wait. I, uh, to be honest with you, this is how it's supposed to work out. This is what's supposed to happen. The conservatives are supposed to get power, and then we're supposed to identify everything they're all about, like we have for the last four years. And everything will be confirmed, and we'll be the party that stands in stark contrast to the establishment globalists that are destroying our country. And we'll have our time. So it's the it's it's a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, yeah, we've gotten ourselves into such a pig uh, yes. an issue here that. Yes. We can't just vote our way out with a single election. It's no. not a quick fix. No, um, and, but, we're, but we're but we're in a society though that again is this is this immediate gratification, right? Like nobody right. wants to do the hard work. Nobody wants to to knuckle down and take back the responsibility we've abdicated for so many decades. Nobody wants to have to do that because that's hard, right? They just want to snap their fingers, vote for Pierre, and all is going to be well. Well, it isn't, and, and but it's this process we have to go through. Nothing, there is no silver bullet. There's no quick fix to any of this. 
we've it's and all of it is our fault because we checked out because we abdicated our responsibility to people that we thought had our best interest at heart and they haven't and that's on us but that's been over decades you don't fix that in in three years or four years you don't you, you don't yeah. fix it like that and so all of this is a process I, I i love it when these these commies come after me on twitter and and accuse me of this and that and the other thing and i'm terrible i'll never get elected um they do that because they're scared of what my message is they're terrified of the message that we have absolutely terrified and they can't imagine a guy like mark friesen getting elected to public office and how many tables I would turn over and destroy this establishment, just just having a presence that terrifies them. It absolutely terrifies them. And imagine if we can get, you know, say twelve in Parliament that are are table turners, and the PPC is represented. And we're holding these people feet to the fire. Uh, what a glorious incredible. moment that would be, and and how much I would enjoy that. So it's you know it is what it is. It's all part of the process. Uh, we're going to go through some pain um to get there but it is what it is inevitably we will win inevitably we will take back our country it just depends on how much pain we have to go through to get there so yeah then this is i'm i'm very persuaded mark i mean i've pretty much been persuaded by ppc from the beginning but i had my moments of just hating trudeau's policies and what he's done yeah. so much um sure. thinking about okay maybe there's a point to some kind of strategy here but um, in the end, I'm a man of principle and I, I'm like, I need to go with where my heart draws me with what, like when you're voting, this was a good point that another gentleman brought up. He was saying, Canada thinks that they have to vote for one of the big parties, mm. right? But you get to vote for whoever you want to on election day. When election day comes around, you get a pencil or whatever it is and you mark off who you want to vote for. Why would you just vote only because everybody's telling you this is the only way? The right. only reason that is the thing is because everybody believes that to be the case. Mm -hmm. We can change it anytime we want. So right. if let's say we're not going to convince all the conservatives to switch in the same way they're trying. So that same message that the pleb gave pleading with PPC to switch to conservatives so we can get rid of Trudeau, we could use the same argument. You could use the same argument to go, no, well, why don't we just vote for the PPC and not deal right. with it? So right. if it's if we can't convince all this big conservative base to switch and they're just going to vote Pierre in, then at the very least, we can vote seats in for the PPC to hold them to the to account. And then over that time, prove what you're saying, prove right. it to Canada and then take it later right is that a good breakdown of what you're talking about that's it that's it i mean um you know nobody's going to snap their fingers and the ppc is going to gain power and and be the next uh, majority government it's not going to happen that way but um you know things are going to be and again this is the first time that you know the ppc has been around where there's quite potentially going to be a conservative party in government and we're going to be able to identify and expose everything that they're doing um, in in compliance with this agenda. And I mean, what a what an opportunity! What a what a time to be part of an alternative party, a Canada First party, when you get this chance to expose that conservative quote unquote uh, party. And and so I, you know, it is what it is. It's all part of the process. And and so yeah. um, we'll get there. We'll get there. 
two more questions and then I'll let you go, Mark. You're a busy sure. man. Uh, number one is what would you say to liberal voters that are watched what went down during the pandemic are terrified of their own party of what, what they're going through and they are considering not voting or maybe going over to the conservatives just because they, uh, they feel that the damage in their own party is too much. What would you say to the liberal voter as to why they should think about PPC instead of any of those options? So if I'm in a room full of liberals, I'm going to tell them, I'm going to re-educate them a little bit. And I'm going to say this. We were all brought up to think in left-right terms that way over here on the left is the communists, way over here on the right are the Nazis and the fascists. That is categorically wrong. That is the enormous lie. If you look at the political spectrum, over here on the left is authoritarianism, totalitarianism, dictatorships, the government dictating to the masses the terms of their life. That's the left. That's everybody. That That's the communists, the fascists, the Nazis, the Soviets. That's over there. The further right you go on the political spectrum, the more freedom you want from government, the less government you want, right to the point of anarchy where you have no government, no law. I'm a little left of that because I still think we need a little bit. But but that's the political spectrum. You've been lied to for decades, if not longer, um, that the left, right are divided by commies and Nazis. They're all over there on the left, all of them. They're all authoritarian, totalitarian. So as liberals, most classic liberals have a history of defending freedom, freedom of speech, freedom of association, freedom to gather, freedom of all these things, equality under the law. Those are, those are generally speaking, liberal values, right? Like you think of the word liberal. Well, those are, those are, those are liberal values. Liberals should like freedom. Liberals shouldn't be supporting a fascist in government like Trudeau is right now. Um, so or a communist, or, right? Like or a communist, right? I mean, you could call him either one. He would it fits. Just so different flavors of Gatorade. It's the same. I, I think people need to sit back and think a little bit. We need to we need to plant seeds. Again, it's this thing that's not going to happen overnight. There's no quick fix or silver bullet, but you have to plant the seeds in these people so they go home and they think, yeah, wait a minute. Actually, what he said makes a lot of sense. You know. Classic liberals were used to be for all of that, and they defend people that wanted that freedom of speech or whatever it is. And and, and so, yeah, maybe maybe I have to start looking at what the PPC represents and what it's offering because the media is right. The PPC is on the far right. We are, but that's not. That doesn't mean or equate that we're Nazis or fascists. It means we just love freedom. We want smaller government. We want the government out of your business because we have faith in people, in the individual making decisions for their family on their own without the interference of government, without the government overtaxing them to death and making them then dependent on government. That's that's not what we're about. We believe in people. We believe that people have the ability to make their own decisions, their own choices for their family, for their prosperity. And, and, and 
let people do what people do. Humanity's incredible, incredible machine. Uh, from day one, we've always had this ability to solve problems, to innovate, to invent, to 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 problem solve, and and let people do that. We will do it. We're 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 gifted that way. So just get out of their get out of their business. Stay out of their business. That's I mean, why is why is that a bad thing? It's a bad thing to a lot of people because a lot of people are sucked into the trap that they need to be they need to be taken care of by government. That government needs to 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 micromanage all parts of their lives. That is so categorically wrong and offensive, uh, and it should be offensive to most people. I believe in humanity. I believe in the individual that they're more than capable of of dealing with whatever it is they have to deal with. Um, so, you know, smaller government, um, that's it. That's uh, if liberals want to, want to think, I encourage them to do so. There's, there's, there's a lack of thinking out there these days. Well, and it's everywhere, unfortunately. And I always get a kick out of the media trying to conflate people waving a Canadian flag and, and using mandate right. freedom as their slogan yeah. as being Nazis and far right extremist domestic terrorists. And I'm like, wait a minute. The Nazi party was founded as the National Socialist Party right. of right. Germany. So that's right. left wing, top to bottom, right? right? So, and again, I don't want to be left to write about it, but like, you're right, classic liberals will mm. would be rolling in their graves if they saw what liberalism has become. It's not yeah. even liberalism. They just took the name and turned it into something complete, a big dumpster fire, just like uh -huh. these conservatives on, our, on this side, on the side of wanting to conserve things and right. work around principles of freedom and national sovereignty. Uh, they have had, they have been just as corrupted. So here we are human beings in the mm. middle. There is no mm. left or right. They're the same right. wing on the head of the brain of the same bird controlled yeah. by the, the puppet masters. Yes. And, uh, and if you want to learn more about the puppet masters, just keep tuning into shows like this. We'll tell you all about it. And what I'm thinking as you're talking, Mark, everybody's like, what's the solution? The only thing I can think of right now is let's not unite on a strategic vote to suddenly just oh. get rid of the guy that we hate. Let's unite around doing the right thing, right. The, the correct thing, right? Following what the, what are your policies as a human being living in this landmass called Canada, whatever mm. race, religion, background, political mm. leaning, gender, whatever, doesn't matter. Um, right. What do you want as a human being living on this planet in Canada? Mm. Go and look at the policies, look at the track records and ask yourself, where do you stand and what do you right. think the right, the correct thing is to do? Right? right. I think that uniting around that is way more important of a message than let's unite around a strategic backdoor thing where we'll get this guy in for a bit and then replace him with this guy over here. And then this, the whole thing can blow up too easily. Let's just do the right thing, Canada. Right. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's such a no brainer. It's just, it's such an easy answer, you know, Support the party that best represents your values. And I'm telling you, if people understood that in order for these globalists to achieve the goals of sustainable development, they need to destroy the values that most of us claim to cherish, the values of freedom, liberty, mm. sovereignty, equality under the law, prosperity, justice, and truth. Yeah. Find me a Canadian that doesn't cherish those values, I'll show you a communist. And the majority of Canadians do cherish those values. So those are under attack. Let's identify the enemy and let's unite around those values instead of uniting against, uh, you know, uh, some strategy 
that's doesn't mean anything that has nothing to do with your values you know right. break it down bust it down to your values and support the party that's best going to defend those and there's your answer it's too easy Mark, you've really helped me today personally on this. You're, you're the, I just needed to say it out loud and think it out loud and get this argument out there. And yeah. uh, I think a lot of Canadians are grateful. I wish we could have had uh, some supporters from the conservative side come in. And you're more than welcome anytime to come and change my mind if you think you can. But uh, nobody showed up today. So uh, this is what we've got. And I think you did a great job. I hope we summarize the main points. I was looking at the chat the whole time and... Mark, most people are in agreement. I don't see anybody saying you didn't cover this. You didn't. We've kind of covered it. Um, if anybody's got anything in the chat, let me know. But how about this, Mark? Let's do this again sometime as things move on. Sure, um, I thank you for what you've been doing, the work you put in. You <laughs> sometime we'll have to bring you back. You can tell the story of what happened to you. You've had some crazy stuff going on, but uh, thank you and thanks to everybody for tuning in this has been great and maybe just let us know what is what do you got coming up in the next couple of weeks any big shows any big uh, rallies or events that you're doing or anything like that no actually i'm taking a break i just finished the provincial campaign here in a by-election in saskatoon i had my ass handed to me um but again it's just it is what it is it's a sign of the times uh people are sometimes repelled by the truth and that's okay sooner or later they'll rally around it uh, so I'm going to take the next few weeks just to kind of relax. I'm actually heading, I'm going to be paddling the Kootenai River, uh, basically from Lake nice. Louise down to Cranbrook. So um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to really enjoy that, me, my dog, and Sean Taylor. And uh, so that'll be a hoot. I'm going to enjoy that a lot. And then, you know, starting probably towards the end of October, beginning of November, we're going to start doing some town hall events in Saskatchewan um in reference in regards to the buffalo party and what the buffalo party is going to represent as an alternative to the ruling sas party um and 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 just continue to do what i always do and that's use platforms afforded to me to educate and inform as many people as possible as to what's happening and why it's happening and and um, you know at the end of the day once once enough people understand what's going on and understand this agenda the default then becomes uh, federally the PPC, provincially, maybe in Saskatchewan, the Buffalo Party or the Independence Party in Alberta. Um, once people get a grasp of what's happening and how their lives are going to be transformed is the word they like to use. I say destroyed. Um, then, you know, people, once they start getting it, then things will change and people will want change. And uh, it's not going to happen until that happens. So. It is what it is. I'll just keep carrying on doing what I do. Um, and, uh, you know, someday, someday we'll win. It's inevitable. Well, the truth is going to win in the end, isn't it? I mean, you can hide it as much as you want. Um, the spirit of freedom is on oh, the move God. around the world. Um, they're electing conservatives in Europe finally, but we know probably a lot of them are uh, questionable. But the sentiment of people is changing because of the experience that they've just had and they don't like it. And they're trying to find a solution. Right. And I think we're going to probably still make some mistakes. We're not out of the woods, but it's going to come around eventually. And uh, we just got to keep fighting the fight, keep having these conversations. I think also having that dialogue is key. So let's, guys, no matter what you think about all this stuff, uh, let's keep the dialogues open. If the dialogue shuts down yes. and we're all become enemies, these guys win. All right. They're 100%. having a good laugh. So 100%. stick together. This get is into why the community. 
Yeah. You know, man, this is why I, I say all the time, I, and I want to have debates. That's that's a sign of a strong society. That's a, that's a sign mm-hmm. of a strong democracy is when people are actually engaging in one, and, and exchanging ideas. We have to do this. And I'm, I'm always disappointed when we have somebody like yourself that wants to use their platform to, to have a debate, to have that discussion. It's it's incredibly important, and we need to do it. So, I mean, I, yeah, I'm a bit of a big mouth on Twitter, but I I, I want to have the debate. I, I want to be able to have the discussion, and and so when you're invited, take the opportunity, jump at that opportunity to defend your position, to argue your position, and and I'll do the same. And and it's it's healthy for us to do that. We have to do it. It's the only way that, you know, collaterally we can we can inform as many others as possible. And it's through that debate. And then, you know, people watching where maybe their mind has changed. Maybe their thought process veers a little bit in a different direction. And that's a good thing. That's what we want. We want people to think for themselves. And I got to yeah. just say, just honestly, my experience setting up this show, guys, is I got lots of runarounds from the guys that literally issued the challenge to the PPC. Um, and when I asked Mark, Hey Mark, you want to come on the show and have a debate or a discussion with this guy or that guy on the issue? It was, yep. Anytime. And I'm like this time. Yep. Sure. And then I'm like, here's the link. Okay. And you just showed up and here you are. And nobody showed up to <laughs> debate you. And I thought yet I hear the other side didn't even want to show. And I guess maybe there's other reasons for it. I don't want to talk shit about anybody, but to me personally, that just speaks volumes, man. That's ego. Uh, Because they, they know this character, this plebe character claims he doesn't know who I am. Never heard of me, um, which is funny in itself. If that's true, um, he probably went and found out who I was. And I, I think he was protecting his ego by not showing up because ultimately at the end of the day, there's not too many, uh, in the political arena that are going to, you know, dance around my argument or my position. It's, it's too strong. It's too right. And the best thing they can do is avoid it, which is what they do because I'm right. (laughs) I have the evidence, the evidence, right? Exactly. To prove that I'm right. And so they can't argue it. So they just don't, that's, that's the easiest thing for them. And so be it, you know, but well, if anybody wants to come, I'll, I'll, I'll bring you on or anybody wants to come and have this conversation. We're, I, I don't know if, do you, by the way, do you know if there's even actually an election being called before the three years or do we have any, I just hear it's rumors at this point, like this conversation might be going on for a while yet. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it happening. Listen, the liberals are in a minority. They're supported by the NDP. Um, the polls are not in their favor. They're not going to do anything to cause an election when their polls are tanking. And I don't see that improving anytime soon unless Trudeau steps down, which I think is coming. I think he's going to resign fairly soon, um, relatively near future. And that's going to give the Liberal Party an opportunity to elect somebody else like Mark Carney. And that's who I think it'll be, um, which is horrible because he's a whole lot smarter than Trudeau and uh, 
and then they can start rebuilding their brand because they're not even close to going into an election. Now, having said that, all of that could mean nothing when they recognize the establishment as a whole, recognize that, okay, it's time to pass the baton to the conservative globalist and let them run with it for a while uh, because we've done so much good work over the last eight years. Uh, let's hand it over to the conservatives and let them finish up and, uh, and, and, and finish, put the final touches to this agenda by 2030. So, you know, we'll see That's how really it goes. Plausible. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Well, Mark, thank you so much, man. You've been generous with your time. Let's do it again. Let's stay in touch. Keep fighting the good sure. fight. Thanks to everybody for showing up. If you found value in this conversation, please help me share it out far and wide. Leave your comments. If you want to get into some, some discussions, you can follow myself and Mark on Twitter. I've put his handle below. Um, I'm going to do a little after chat over on my Telegram channel. You can get that at t.me forward slash dwtruthwarrior. I've also got some updates for those that follow my show. I'll do it over there. Um, but thank you, Mark. And thanks, everybody, for your comments. Thanks, Let's Thanks, unite folks. as a country. Let's have freedom, truth, and justice as the goal. And let's yeah. save this country from these globalists. Thanks, everybody. Amen. We'll talk later. Cheers. Ciao.